This is the Connecting Flights podcast, all about a philosophy of travel that puts relationships at the center. I'm your host, Jeff Stanford. Here we go. I'm here with Elena Geller. So she has a website, themissmiles.com, also on Instagram, and she does a kind of a travel hacking, I guess, travel miles concierge business where she takes care of people's uh, frequent flyer miles for them and books their award trips for them. Uh, she's also one of the many, I guess, digital nomads out there. And uh, so we're just going to hear from her about about that experience and everything. So, Elena, I'd love to kind of know what it, if you could tell us kind of what it was that brought you into becoming a digital nomad and sort of what that what that lifestyle is like for those who are kind of find it mysterious. Okay. Um, so thank you for having me. Um, a little bit about the digital nomad lifestyle. Basically, it's so being a digital nomad is using the internet to make money. So that gives you the freedom to live anywhere you want. And that's what makes it really appealing because as our economy changes and as all of these different work opportunities become available. There's new jobs that never existed before that you could do remotely. And companies are also starting to take note of that. And I think they see that a lot of young people want that flexibility. They don't want to work from the same office every single day. So I think employers are also starting to consider remote work as an option for their employees. Um, So yeah, so um, that's what being a digital nomad is. It's using the internet to leverage your career to make money and work from anywhere you want. Okay. And what kind of, what drew, drove you to kind of move into that space? Where, where were you several years ago and what was that transition like? So I had a very traditional career track. I lived in New York. I worked in finance. I found it very unfulfilling as the years went on. And I began looking for a way to change my career. And at the time, I was also thinking of moving somewhere else. So I decided to go back to school. Um, I moved to London, which was one of my favorite cities. And I went to LSE for a master's in social innovation and entrepreneurship. I started in September 2017. And during my studies, I ended up going on the Nomad Cruise in April 2018. And this was my first entry point into the world of being a digital nomad. I met so many amazing people who had so many diverse jobs doing everything from drop shipping to online coaching to selling um, online courses to online marketing social media coding there was just so many different options and then I started to realize like wow I have a lot of skills that maybe I could also learn to monetize and after going on that cruise I made a lot of really good friends and it's also been extremely helpful from a personal level because now I have friends from all over the world so anytime I travel and I travel a lot and even before I became a nomad I traveled a lot but especially now I have friends everywhere and I feel like if I decide to go somewhere, I have a network I can call upon and say, hey, is anybody in town this week? I'm going to be here. Let's meet up. And it really gives you that sense of community. And I felt like after going on that cruise and making a lot of connections, I felt that if I want to become a digital nomad and enter the space, I already have a support system. So that made me feel really good. And I made so many friends through that. I also went on another Nomad Cruise, Nomad Cruise 7, that was um, this past December. 
and yeah, that was from Spain to Brazil. And then I lived with a lot of my friends in Brazil. So I spent four and a half mm. months in South America living with a lot of my friends from the Nomad Crew. So it's just really a great way to, you create your own community and then you mm -hmm. co live together and it's just great. Okay. Yeah, cause I, I've, I've kind of seen the folks on Instagram doing that, uh, like you do and, and I've something that's, that I've really enjoyed about kind of staying where I've, where I grew up. Um, I ended up returning back to my hometown after college. And one of the things that I have liked about that is kind of seeing the same people and having a sense of community and having people I know kind of come to the shop that I work at or going and just seeing people around town at the grocery store or whatever. But it sounds like you've been able to kind of create that even though you don't have like a, a base or a home place that you're staying, you kind of get to find that wherever you go with that whole, that whole network of community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in terms of having a base, um, you know, I grew up in the city of Manhattan, so my mom has mm -hmm. a place here. So right now I'm actually yeah. in New York. I'm going to Texas on Friday, but until then, um, in New York, I'm seeing friends, I'm seeing family. So it, it's a great way to recharge. I feel like I usually, I probably go home a lot more than other nomads. I go home like every couple of months because mm -hmm. I'm close to my family. So it makes me feel good to come back home. But yeah, I don't really have my own apartment or anything. I just have half of my things here at my mom's place. And then I have a storage locker in London with half of my other things. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Has, how has it, how has it been like, um, I guess you were kind of saying you've always sort of done a lot of traveling. How has it been continuing your relationships with your family, being away for a little bit, coming back? Um, what's that been like? So, well, I'm Russian. So I, I emigrated from Russia when I was little. So, and I say that because to give context to how different it is generationally, I think in America, at least a lot of my friends, you know, when they were 18, they went off to college, they moved out of their house, the parents were completely, you know, accepting of it, it's common. Um, but, but to my family, they think it's completely bizarre. So I did mm. not leave home when I was 18. I lived at home until I was 25. And then even when I did move out with a roommate, my mom was like, you're making a mistake. You shouldn't be living with friends, you should be living at home because so they don't they're very, super old school. So um, they don't understand my lifestyle. My grandfather's always like, what are you doing? And I'm like, grandpa like I'm showing him on Instagram and he's like what is this and like <laughs> and my I'm grandfather like, is the same yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't get, I don't get it but all right <laughs> yeah so basically um I think it's hard for my family to relate because it's also just completely a different world and culturally um you know technologically but um I think once they see that I'm happy I think that's all that really matters because they don't want to listen to me complaining about me not liking my job and now I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I did similar. I think both of, both of my grandfathers kind of worked at the same place for, you know, 20, 30, maybe in 40 years. So they, you know, they kind of lived that, you know, you have your job and you have your family and here you are. Um, and my parents have, have done similarly. And so when I kind of said, Hey, I'm this nine to five, like just doing the same career for years thing, I can't, I can't deal with it. <laughs> Um, we had some, we had some conversations kind of work through, work through those generational differences and things. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's neat to, neat to see kind of you all, you all working through that and, um, and figuring that out. So how's it, how's it been, um, as you're traveling, I saw on your, your Instagram, I think you were in Amsterdam recently. Did I see that right? Yeah. And, uh, what's that been like kind of creating those friendships with other nomads and I guess business folks and, and uh, just continuing those over the years. 
Um, so it's, it's really, you know, when I became friends with a lot of the people within the digital nomad community, that's only been since April, 2018. So I would say like a okay. year of months. Um, but it's, you know, you make friendships really quickly and in that community because everyone is traveling, everybody wants to connect, everybody wants to feel understood because a lot of times, you know, when you're a digital nomad, um, you're trying to explain this lifestyle to your friends, they don't get it because um, they, you know, they live in the same place, right? Like when I lived at home before I'm, I changed um, my career, you know, my life was the same thing all the time. I went to work, I went on vacation, I saw my friends, my family, and that was that. So things didn't really change. But as a nomad, your life changes all the time. You're moving to different places, you're meeting new people, you're having completely different experiences. So it's it's difficult to relate. Um, and because of that, it makes it a lot easier to connect with other nomads, because everybody feels that way, at least from well, maybe a lot of people do. So when I was in Amsterdam, I got in touch with all my friends from the nomad crews who live in Amsterdam. We had a meetup, I think like 10 people came and then a bunch of us have um, a WhatsApp chat. It's like a co-working chat. So we always co-work together. And yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It happened everywhere. It happened in Ukraine. It happened in Budapest, um, anywhere you go. And you could also, you know, say like, oh, who's going to be wherever. And then you could plan your travels around that way and everybody kind of stays in touch. So I think, um, yeah, it's just really good. It, you, of course you strengthen your friendships when you're, you, when you see each other more, but it's, you know, even when you don't see people, it's just like nothing has changed. Yeah. That sounds really good. I guess I'd always been concerned because as I've seen kind of the digital nomad thing popping up recently, um, over the last year or two, like one of my kind of concerns with it was like, I wonder if that gets lonely or like more lonely than being, if I was going to just be kind of where I am, could you speak to kind of how you've experienced that or is it so, if you want? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay. So I actually don't get lonely um, okay. in my life because I always feel like I have a network I can call upon, but yeah. does that mean that every single night that I'm in a country, I have plans and a party to go to? No, like sometimes no one is around and sometimes I'm like home on the couch or doing nothing. And then I, I think, Oh, like, I wish I had somebody to hang out with, but it's not really like loneliness. That's just like normal life. Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm going on for months and months without socializing. It's, mm -hmm. it's just like normal life. And I think it's actually a lot more fun. What makes it more fun than the normal life or uh, just the excitement of new, new places and things, like new places, new people. Um, it's fun to, well, it depends on your personality. I think it's really, mm -hmm. for me, it really works right now. Um, obviously having community of friends around me helps and, and that's super important because, you know, when you live in the same place, you've lived your whole life, you're friends with the same people, everybody's lives are going in different directions. So you have to adapt and you have mm -hmm. to change your circle of friends sometimes because if your friends are getting married or moving to a different city, they're no longer part of your everyday routine, mm -hmm. but when you're a nomad, everybody has basically the same lifestyle, the same routine. It's just people are traveling and you're seeing friends at different places. So I think it, this life is actually less lonely than normal life. Okay. Wow. That's, that's cool. Oh, you had just said earlier, like you don't, you don't tend to get lonely. That sounds like probably to a lot of people, it probably sounds like a superpower. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> also because I'm really extroverted and social. Okay. So, yeah. um, I, make friends easily and I socialize a lot 
but maybe if I was introverted, maybe if it was more of a chore for me to go out and socialize and connect with people, maybe I would feel more lonely, but I can't mm-hmm. speak to that because I'm just like, I've always been like really outgoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Cause it's not you. So yeah, that's cool. Do you have any um, like particularly fun or amazing story you'd want to share about your recent travels around? And I, I, well, well, first, I think a big part of me being able to do this and what makes it really fun is that I get to travel for free because mm-hmm. like one thing that I never have to worry about is a lot of my friends are complaining like, oh, a flight here costs so much. Oh, I need to book my ticket in advance. Like, I don't have to do any of that. I just I, like if I decide tomorrow I want to go to some place, I just book a ticket with my miles. So I also feel extra free because of that. And um, that like makes it super fun for me before when I was traveling. So like you mentioned, if I could speak on what my life was like before when I was traveling a lot versus how it is when I'm traveling a lot now. Um, Before when I traveled, it was basically like I traveled, but I would fly in first class on points. I would stay in a hotel on points because it would be a vacation I would be taking like once a year for two weeker and I would just go all out and splurge. And, um, obviously that doesn't exist for me so much anymore because now it's more important for me to make sure that I could just travel for free more than travel luxuriously. So now I've been like flying economy a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And also when, when I'm being a nomad, I'm not staying in fancy hotels. I'm either renting a house with friends. So that's Airbnb. So that's not, okay. Or mm-hmm. I'm staying in a hostel because I'm trying to save money. So obviously like, that's not glamorous, but it is a reality of being a nomad. Like, you know, when you're not making banking money in New York, you're <laughs> staying at a hostel because otherwise your money is going to go out very quickly. And I'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, not splurge on accommodations, but then go out for drinks, go out to dinner, enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. So um, the travel definitely changed for me, um, but also it makes it a little bit more exhausting because like, for example, when I was in Lisbon in April, I stayed at the Selena and I was staying, I stayed at a hostel in an eight-bed dorm. It was mm-hmm. a, actually with friends, surprisingly, it was like three people from the Nomad Cruise in that same um, dorm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just annoying, you know, other people coming home late at night, um, you get woken up or you have to be really careful when you come home because you don't want to wake people up. So that that whole thing gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of try to switch up my travel between that and staying in Airbnbs or renting a place with friends. Obviously, you know, when you have your own space, you get a, you feel a lot more relaxed. And um, yeah, like your travel definitely changes as a nomad, or at least for me, my my travel, my way of traveling has changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a, done a few hostels, hostel stays myself. And yeah, it, it can be, certainly I can understand the exhaustingness of, yeah, people coming in different times and but it's invigorating too to kind of yeah be meeting those new people and hearing their their experiences and that's another that's you're spending time in those Airbnbs with other digital nomad folks and kind of keeping the community going where you are there that's neat so before we go so you as I said at kind of at the beginning you run themissmiles.com and that's kind of I guess one of the things you're doing on your in your digital nomad experience uh, could you share more about just what you do there and kind of the the services you provide for people and and how that could help our listeners? Sure. So the Miss Miles is a travel hacking concierge service. It's a portfolio management service where I manage people's miles and points. So if you think about it, like let's say you have a 401k or a brokerage account, somebody manages that for you. Think of miles mm-hmm. and points as its own currency. 
So I manage that for other people. I also help people with a miles attainment strategy. So let's say you tell me that um, you want to start learning how to fly around the world and you want to do it for free and you want to fly in first class or business class. I would tell you these are the credit cards you should sign up for and you could do a couple of them in a day or within a month and Mm -hmm. you just have to meet the minimum spend requirement and then you have all those points and miles and then I would tell you okay well based on the points that you have you could book a flight here you could book a hotel here you would just tell me what kind of travel plans you have and I would help you book everything I mean it saves a lot of money because even a flight let's say let's say you want to go round trip from New York to London let's say that flight's going to be 400 bucks um, if you're able to do that for free that's 400 dollars saved so think about that several times a year. It's a great way to save money. And as you were saying earlier, you've done it yourself loads of times. So you've, you know what you're doing with it. I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been mm-hmm. doing this hobby since 2011. So I've been traveling mm-hmm. free for the past eight years. And this hobby has, I have like, I've re- earned and redeemed hundreds of thousands of points. And I have um, like over a million now. And obviously if it wasn't for this hobby, I wouldn't be able to travel as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when I was in Amsterdam in June, I was coming home no, in July. I, this, I felt like I was flying so much and I was exhausted. So I decided to treat myself to a business class ticket on KLM. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice. It was a nonstop play from Amsterdam to New York. And that was great. And actually, um, so I, I work for Award Wallet as well. And I do travel hacking related content for them. And I'm writing a post uh, today actually about my business class flight on KLM. And that was a super fun experience. I went to go meet the pilots in the cockpit after the flight. And it was just okay. a really fun flight. Um, but yeah, travel hacking has created just incredible opportunities for me i think everybody should be doing it there's no reason not to yeah same same for me i think i discovered it in 2010 or so i was still in college and was kind of like well i don't have credit cards at the moment but but once i got out and started working started getting those and 2015 was the first time i was able to uh, fly to hawaii um, and with the fees and stuff it was i think 61 dollars 20 cents when it would have been you know 500 something dollars Exactly. For that round trip, and so yeah, I think at this point I've I've saved about. I'm going a little more slowly, but uh, I've probably not spent uh, around twenty five hundred to three thousand um, dollars that I would have spent if I just paid cash. So yeah, the mile stuff works, and that's that's great that you've got that business there. So for anyone who's listening who has the means to go get a whole bunch of miles from credit cards and needs someone to manage it for them, Elena can definitely do that and get your get yourself flying around and seeing the world. Uh, anything else uh, on your mind or that you'd love to share about regarding travels, digital nomads, miles, um, your favorite type of pie, whatever? My favorite type <laughs> of pie would be cherry pie. I love cherry pie. Okay, solid. Well, thank you very much, Elena. Uh, great chatting with you. And again, that's themissmiles.com. Go check out her, uh, her stuff. Yes, thank you. Check me out. The Connecting Flights Podcast is produced by Jeff Stanford. Please subscribe, give us a rating, and share with your friends. Our music is provided by Nathan A. Moe. For more information and inquiries, head over to TravelHackingFlightPlan.com. Travel Hacking Flight Plan.